Well, hello there, wonderful teachers. I want to invite you to an event we're doing this summer. It's in Cincinnati, Ohio, so you have to be able to make it there, but it might be worth traveling for if you're able to. It's happening on July 20th and 21st, so that's over a weekend, and it's going to be the best two days for teachers. We're going to have a ton of fun. We're going to learn a lot about pedagogy and creative teaching and business. We have two fabulous guest speakers and we're even going to finish with an optional Kaylee. That's an Irish dancing party. So I hope you'll be able to join me. Just go to vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo that's dot com slash t-u-r-b-o 24 the numbers two four. I hope you'll check it out view all the details there and I hope to see you in Cincinnati in July. On with the episode. Vibrant, vibrant, vibrant music teaching. Proven and practical tips, strategies, and ideas for music teachers. You're listening to the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I'm Nicola Canton, and today we're talking about printing. lovely teachers. So most weeks we dive into like some specific pedagogy ideas or some business areas. And this week I'm talking about printers. (laughs) But I wanted to record this episode and we published a post on the blog as well, because we do get a lot of questions about this, mostly because a lot of what we do inside Vibrant Music Teaching, we provide a lot of printables for teachers. So games and different resources that you can print out at home. And because of that, of course, we get a lot of questions about printing. So I thought I would go through a sort of FAQ today, um, solve some of the common issues, talk about basic terminology questions and materials that I think are useful for us as teachers when we're putting together resources for our students. First up, I want to talk about printers. So the two basic type of printers you've got are inkjets and lasers. And you may not be looking for a printer right now. So this is just something I want you to bear in mind for the next time you are. First of all, go look at the blog post when you actually are looking for a printer. Just search the Colorful Keys blog and you'll come across this blog post that Carmen has written to really break down the different types and what you should be looking for and all that good stuff. But I know you're less likely to come back to a podcast and listen to it then. So I'm not replicating that here. I'm just going to give you some basic advice. First of all, the inkjet versus laser thing. Basically, lasers are better at volume, but they the print quality tends to be less crisp and they tend to be more expensive. Now, I think lasers, if you get a good quality color laser, the print quality can be fine. So if you get a really good deal on one, I do think it's a viable option. A lot of the time, the toner works out cheaper because the toner cartridge will usually last a lot longer than a printer cartridge. But let's set that aside. That's a detail. What I want you to look for when you're looking for a printer, keep this advice in mind, which is you need to really do the maths on everything that's going to go into the cost of running it for the volume that you want to print. So If you are buying an inkjet printer, the largest cost in that purchase comes after the sale. It's the ink. It's not the printer. So buying a cheap printer will get you nowhere unless you only are going to use one ink cartridge and then you're going to throw the printer away. (laughs) 
please don't do that. That would be so wasteful. But if you were, then you should buy the cheapest printer. If you are not going to do that because, you know, you don't want to destroy the world, then buying the cheapest printer is not the right answer. You want to buy one that's within your budget that the ink is cheap enough for. So for a lot of people, that means going with something that works with an ink subscription or different ways of accessing ink. This depends on your country and where you live. So here in Dublin, we have a place called Cartridge Green, which is amazing for refills of ink and good quality ink replacements. So I would be looking for printers that they like because I know that's the best value. But in the US and I think maybe in Canada, you have the HP Instant Ink. I know a lot of people find that to be good value. Basically, what I'm saying is look at the ink cost, not the printer cost. The ink is going to cost you way more in the long run. Now, the second most common, I guess, or most basic question to set up is paper. And this goes into your printer choice as well. If you are going to be printing a lot of like music teaching games or even books where you want the front cover to be on a heavier weight of paper, then you do need to make sure your printer can take that, that it isn't only for really thin paper. What we would call on this side of the Atlantic would be 80 GSM is like a standard paper weight, you know, standard printer paper over the other side of the Atlantic. You do that in pounds, but you want it to be what to work with what we would call card and what you, if you're over in the US or Canada, might call card stock. Also on the paper line, you want to make sure your printer can do duplex or double-sided printing, if that's really important to you. Mine can, this is the caveat to this, mine can do double-sided printing, but actually over time, the little motors inside, the sort of cogs that turn the paper around, they sort of wear out over time. My printer is fairly old. So I actually manually reinsert my paper. I don't use the double-sided printing anymore because, so this is just to get to another common error, because often over time they will line up less and less on the front and back, which if you're printing game cards is really important that your front of your cards sits exactly on top of like the design on the back of the card. That's sort of a a side note, if you have an older printer like mine that does have double-sided printing but isn't printing double-sided very nicely, you might want to try manually printing double-sided. Often that can be more accurate. But if you are buying a new one, I would suggest getting double-sided printing because it is very handy, especially when you're just printing, say, like a, a music book, just sheet music, then it doesn't matter if it lines up exactly. So having it print automatically double-sided is very, very handy. Now, for your weight of paper, I would suggest having your paper that's like 80 GSM, which is grams per square meter on hand. That's for your standard printing. And then for your heavier weight, I would suggest around 160 GSM grams per square meter as your heavier weight or your card. So you can look up the equivalents for you or just go with your gut. That's fine. But you don't want to go too heavy or too light with your card or card stock. Because if you go too heavy, it's gonna be really rough on your printer. It may not print on it at all, or it may kind of damage it if you use it too much. If you go too light, it's gonna be see-through, and a lot of the time you don't want that if you're printing like flashcards or something like that, where you don't wanna see the back of the paper. 
Um, so I found going down to like 120, you will actually see through the paper a little bit. Now to go through some more specific FAQs that do come up a lot and maybe have frustrated you and you didn't even know how to ask the question about them. So I just wanted to cover them. First of all, if you've ever printed out music, like sheet music, music notation, and it has come out with lines missing, like note stems missing, beams between quavers, eighth notes missing, random stuff, or like the title of the page disappearing or having random missing letters. If you've ever seen it, you'll know what I'm talking about. What you need to do is select print as image in your print dialog box. So if you have that option, that is going to fix that issue. If you don't have that option or anything like it that you could try and you're getting this silly, annoying, missing bits on your music notation, you don't have to fill them in by hand, although I have done that sometimes in the past. What you need to do is then change that PDF into images. PDFs are actually, they they can have layers to them, they can have vectors in them, different types of artwork, rather than pixels. So I know that sounds like gobbledygook probably, but what I'm saying is a pixel is an image like a JPEG you may have heard of. So as if it was taken from a camera, it's literally a picture of the thing. Whereas a PDF is information. So when it is on the way to your printer, it can get kind of scrambled. Not, it shouldn't most of the time, but with music notation, sometimes it does. So you want to convert that PDF into images. Now you can look up a way to do that based on the software and the computer you're using and all that stuff. Or you can, if you're a member, you can ask in the community if this issue is coming up for you. But I just wanted to mention that issue and give you some context around why it's happening. It's because that PDF is not being read correctly on the way to the printer, let's say. And you need it to be just an image, a flat image that's made of pixels, dots, rather than information, which is in a PDF. Another common issue that comes up with printing things is that you are not downloading a file properly and you're just printing it from your browser. So this would be like in our VMT games, someone just clicks and they open it inside Google Chrome or whatever browser they're using. And when they do that, it often doesn't behave the way it should. Google Chrome isn't designed for reading PDFs. Of course, it does a decent job of it, but it's not its primary purpose and therefore it's not always the best option. What you need to do if you're having printing issues that you think might be caused by that is download a free program called Adobe Reader. It is free from Adobe, it's not a paid one. Adobe Acrobat is the paid version of it. You just want Adobe Reader, that's the free one. Download that and install it on your computer and that way PDFs will always open the way they should because Adobe is really the king of, well, design software and PDF format. We've already talked about the issue of images not lining up on the front and the back and what you might be able to do about that. If your printer gets very misaligned, like it's several millimeters off on one side versus the other, and it's really bugging you, you can either get it fixed, get a new printer, or you can manually find a way to slightly move the pages over on the page. But yeah, that can be tricky to do. So you might just have to accept it. Now, a few final tips about like materials and tools and stuff. A lot of members will have seen my printing and cutting video, my games assembly video. It's quite a popular one inside the membership just because I do have a background in design. So I've had to do a lot of like 
fiddly cutting out and things in my degree and therefore you know you pick up things along the way so i would recommend if you're getting into print at home games like we provide and things like that that you get a cutting mat you don't need these you can use the scissors but for efficiency a cutting mat which is like that green rubbery mat that is um it's also called a self-healing mat and has the grid lines on it cutting mat a craft knife or scalpel and a metal ruler or a ruler with a metal edge because cutting with that is much more accurate versus using a scissors. Now, if you don't care, I don't care. Okay, this is not, oh, if you're printing my games at home, you have to make them look beautiful. I don't care. You can print them whatever way you you like. I'm sure your students will still love them. You'll still have fun and they won't care either. But if you're a little bit particular like me, then that is the best way to get an accurate result if you've been frustrated by scissors. Okay, so that's it for today. I just wanted to throw out those few printing tips and ideas for you in case any of those issues have cropped up for you and you didn't know how to ask about them or you always forget to ask a question about them. I hope that was useful. Let us know your printing tips if you have them yourself over on Instagram. We'll start a little chat over there. We're at Colourful Keys. Vibrant Music Teaching members get five new games or resources at least every single month that keep them inspired and wanting to become a better teacher each and every day. If you want to join the best community of teachers online, you can go to vmt.ninja and sign up today. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I hope you loved it and I wanted to pop on here one more time to remind you about our event. It's happening in Cincinnati this July and you can get all the details at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo. See you there.